Next on BYU Sports Nation, surprise, surprise, look who showed up in the BYU football two-deep depth chart. Shock and awe, Jerem. Plus, who's the best Cougar in the pros? Maybe it's Brandon Davies, the Lithuanian champ and MVPs in studio, as well as the new men's volleyball assistant coach, Micah Naone. And which BYU basketball newcomer you can expect to have the greatest impact? Take it to the bank, people. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, June 29th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. Alongside future minivan salesman Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. I'm never going to Sell minivans. I was thinking the other day because we were having kid two. I was like, okay, do I need a minivan with kid three or do I need one with kid two? Because there are those in my neighborhood that have one with two. But I was like, I don't want a minivan yet. Like that's a stage of life that I don't want to embrace quite yet. Like I know it's coming. I know the minivan's going to be awesome. I just don't want that yet. Yet. How many will it take for you to feel good Probably about three. the minivan? Okay. I just yeah. went through this conundrum because yeah. now I have three. You have three. And we still have not transitioned to the minivan. Yeah, it's, it's a question that uh, every uh, sentient adult has to ask themselves <laughs> once, they get, uh, once they're playing zone, right? Every sentient adult. Mm-hmm. Your vocabulary, to the non-sentient Your adult. vocabulary has come a long way, my friend. I'm no Todd Christensen, um, who was a wordsmith. May he rest in peace. Well, when you're throwing in sentient and you can mix in a cogitate now and again. Well, cogitate is a, an original word from this program back in the BYU radio-only days Yeah, from September 2014 to March 2015. Penultimate. Or was know? it 13? No, no, no. It was, it was September 2013. It Sorry. Was, We're coming yes. up on five years of the yes. show. Period. Cinco años, mi amigo. Yes, me, amigo. <laughs> Your Spanish has come along with as it? well. Hasn't it, though? <laughs> How do you say minivan in Spanish? Uh, probably minivan. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah, in Korean, it's just Ben. Ben? Yeah. Bagley? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Here, no, no joke, though. In Korea, what? no joke. Like the Don't key, joke. The Kia Sedona, okay? There are, oh, I don't know, college-age kids. Right now? Yes, we are. There are college-age kids. That will put like huge subwoofers in minivans and yes. their lowriders. They're yes. like, they are like legit vehicles, cool vehicles in Korea. Very different from what they are in America. Very nice. <laughs> Get that van or that Ben all rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. College football insider for ESPN and Heisman Trophy voting committee member. The man who produces the annual preseason college football Bible, if you will. Phil Steele joined us yesterday. He takes great pride in producing the most accurate information available on all 130 college football teams, including his two deep depth charts. Now, while things may change between now and how many days is it? Countdown to the Wildcats. 64 days. Yes, 64 days. While things may change between now and BYU season opener on September 1st against Arizona, there are currently a few eye openers on the BYU too deep. Mm-hmm. At least four or five that maybe say, 
Whoa. Jerem, what's the biggest surprise on the Phil Steele BYU two deep depth chart? This one that might not pop for everybody, but Jacob Jimenez at center. I think we'd had a lot of conversation and uh, viewing of James Empey, uh, Jimmer Empey uh, at center. That's a big position because we think the O line is going to be good despite the fewest amount of returning starts since 09. We haven't seen someone for more than one game beside Tijon Karoma at that position since 2013. So that's a big one for me. Uh, Jacob Jimenez over James Empey. There are others, but that one pops out the most because it all starts with a snap, baby. And who knows if James Empey can work his way back up to number one on that depth chart. Or if he's not number one anyway or tied, right? For the time being, Jacob Jimenez. For me, it was Devin Kafusi at defensive end. True freshman off of a mission starter? A Kafusi smash on both ends of the defensive line. That actually sounds like a great sandwich. With Kairos Tonga to make that. in the middle. And Meryl Tauliauli. Okay, so the Kafusi brothers, we all know what Corbin has done. I feel like he's been here 17 years. No, that's Matt Hadley. But Devin Kafusi off of a mission. And I did you not notice on BYU Football Media Day, how good Devin Kafusi looks, given that he... Oh, he's got them muscly arms, bro. No, he looks great. He looks better than I thought he would at this point. Yeah. So to have him as a starter, the Kafusi brothers on the ends, that really shocked me. Uh, another off-the-radar thing, Troy Warner. Not the fact that he's in the depth chart. We all expect him to start, but it's his position, Jerem. He's a corner. cornerback. He's, he's a corner. And I'm wondering, yeah, is he going to play safety or not? Diane Gawalaku, Troy... What's the situation there? Does BYU feel confident enough with the cornerbacks they already have? Another one that stuck out to me was Zach Katoa being the starting running back. Not a huge deal who's the starting running back. It's bigger who has more carries in the game, right? But when you have guys like Squally Canada, Riley Burt, KJ Hall, etc., that are already there and returning, and then you insert Zach Katoa, he must have made a huge impact in not only the scout squad last year, but in spring football. Leading candidate for the BYU football fall camp MVP, Zach yeah, the, Lopini Katoa. We need to do odds for, for the fall camp <laughs> Mark MVP. Mark it down. We coach. will do that. <laughs> we all know the Cougars' schedule is uh, daunting. What? This year in particular, we've chronicled on the daily the fact that BYU has five Power 5 games and Boise State, four of those on the road. Yes, that's our LeBron James free agency topic, the BYU football schedule. Indeed. He's opting out. Ah, surprise. Yesterday, Phil Steele said the following about that uphill Mm. BYU is going to be a double-digit underdog in uh, five, four or five games this year. The four games for sure at Arizona, at Wisconsin, at Washington, and at Boise. Close to double digits with at Utah. At Boise, that's a new one. What's your reaction to the possibility of BYU being a double-digit underdog in four or five games this year? It makes sense in all but one case, Arizona. And last I checked, BYU was a 14-point or 13-and-a-half-point, depending on which website you look at, underdog against the Wildcats. That seems like a lot for a season opener for a team that brings in a new coaching staff when BYU typically has been pretty good in season openers. In fact, the last time BYU played Arizona in a season opener, they won. The last time they played Arizona in a season opener in Tucson, they lost on a 49-yard game-winning field goal by Nick Folk. And if I'm not mistaken, that... It's been a while since BYU's lost a season opener. BYU's pretty good in those. Yes. Like you said. So 
14 points to Arizona. I know Khalil Tate is the real deal. Massive number. I know he's the real deal, but he's still working with a brand new staff, brand new head coach. It's always weird in transition years. We've seen it recently. So you give 14 points to Arizona over BYU. They were seven and six. Like they're what? They're on the same page as Wisconsin and Washington for a line. That doesn't make any sense to me. Not going to physically overwhelm you. Arizona's never been that school. Their speed is great. Yeah. They're, they're never physically overwhelming, and BYU, I think, matches up well because yes. BYU has strong yes. players. But if so- BYU's in the Pac-12, they're like Arizona yeah. in, in that they're probably figuring out a way to get to the upper portion, but BYU could go 7-6 and six in the Pac-12 over time, right? Utah encountered this as they integrated. TCU uh, had a, kind of a, a quicker start, but they have had down years. At Wisconsin, at Washington, yeah. sure. Yes, those for sure will be double-digit underdog games, even if BYU's... Three and one, you know, when they go to Washington or whatever. Um, Washington's just that good. Boise State's an interesting one. We'll see in November where BYU's at. Like if BYU's, what game is? It? I don't know. If BYU's like five and three going into that game, it might not be a double digit game. Utah's an interesting one too. It, it, how much does seven in a row play into that? Well, the rivalry it should be about factor, this year. Yeah, the rivalry and it's on the road. There. The fact Phil's right. The fact that BYU's playing four of these five on the road lends itself to a couple of points for the home team already. Sure, three. So where whereas it may have been a six or seven point game, now it's all of a sudden a ten or twelve point game. I I get that difference. Yeah, let a couple of games play out, and then we'll see what the odds makers think of BYU. It's right. it changes but, but, on a week to week basis. But looking at it right now, I get it. Yeah, BYU's coming off four nine. They've got to show otherwise. Other than Arizona, makes sense, right? Yeah. The BYU basketball roster is now really set. Jerem Connor Harding returned from his mission yesterday. He had a basketball in his hands, no less. How awesome is that? Like, did, was that his ball from his mission that he brought home, or did someone hand it to him? I don't know. Kevin Curtis, Utah State, went on his mission, and he would sleep with a football in hand. I loved that. Yeah. I also loved Kevin Curtis. That guy was awesome. You're all in. His brother went to my house. So that begs the question, Jerem. Connor Harding, Gavin Baxter. Mm -hmm. Maybe some people think Colby Lee is a newcomer because he hasn't actually played a game for BYU. Correct. Which BYU Hoops newcomer will have the greatest impact this season? To me, Nick Emery is a newcomer because he wasn't on the team last year. So, Nick Emery, he didn't play last season. He's a newcomer this season. He'll make an impact, uh, like we've talked about, in every facet of the game, honestly. One of four BYU players ever to score 1,000 points in his first two seasons. Top 50 already, top almost top 20 at 14.7 a game. By the way, I did some math this morning. If he averages 18 a game the next two years, he'll be a top five scorer in BYU history. That's impact, baby. No question about that, but can we really count Nick Emery as a newcomer? He played two seasons at like BYU most before. Most of that team is like, I haven't played with you before. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Nick's been with BYU before. Whatever. You okay? He wasn't you even qualified. He wasn't that even way. on the team. He left. Well, clearly he's, he's if if he's we new. can include Nick Emery, then clearly he's the answer. He's the guy. He's going to start once nine games have passed. Yeah. But yeah, he. He will start. Oh, and he'll be a newcomer to the season. Yeah, because this is miss like some time. this is like Absolutely. the Ben Simmons versus Donovan Mitchell debate. <laughs> okay, and Ben Simmons is, he, is Nick Emery and ben a newcomer? Was the rookie of the year? So Nick Emery. <laughs> come on, I'm going with the Donovan Mitchell choice, and that's Gavin Baxter, a true newcomer to BYU basketball. All my homies in Philly know what's up. Gavin Baxter, six nine. He's Bicycle got a. Hema. 
He's got a reach of seven feet. I don't think Gavin Baxter's going to score a ton, but I think he will be a beast to play against defensively. He's going to block a lot of shots. He's yeah. going to grab a lot of rebounds. He's going to cause teams a lot of difficult shots on the floor. I think Gavin Baxter is my true newcomer impact player for BYU basketball. Hopefully he swats St. Mary's into the NIT. <laughs> That's what I hope. Brandon Davies will join us in studio in the next segment. Davies is one of several Cougars playing pro basketball domestically or overseas. Spencer, lots to pick from here, but who's the most successful BYU Hoops pro player right now? Is there even a debate here? Uh, yeah, there is. It's Jimmer Fredette. Okay. He's become a national hero in China. I believe it's the most populated country in the world. Everybody knows Jimmer Fredette in the most populated country in the world. He's got his own endorsements. He's got his own shoes. He's making a the biggest salary of any BYU basketball player in the pros. He's established. He got, you know, his uh, cup of postum in the NBA, if mm-hmm. you will. Thank you for using that. You're welcome. It's Jimmer Fredette. He's he's been playing professional basketball for now seven, coming up on eight years. Clearly, this is the answer. Who else is even in the conversation? Many players can have great success, like like Jimmer Fredette. I love the Jimmers uh, getting buckets. Uh, Baccio Gaywalt passed me the dang ball, you know, in China. <laughs> Fulfillment, money abroad. But He's my pick is. He's got a nickname. He's the Lonely Master. It is great. He's got a Chinese nickname. That's cool. The Lonely God, but he's avoiding that one. Uh, my pick is the only player in the best league in the world. It's Kyle Collinsworth. He's in the association, dude. He's in it. By the way, reportedly non guaranteed salary of 1.3 mil. The Mavericks drafting Luka Doncic, not good for Kyle, by the way, but that's another day, in my opinion. Kyle's still young. 32 games played last year, fewest of any of the 22 BYU players who have ever played in the NBA. There have only been 22 all the time, by the way. Fun fact. Next year, if he plays uh, most of the games, he could move up to 17th past Travis Hansen, Brandon Davis, and so on. But Kyle Collinsworth, not only is the story great, but he's in the league. There's nobody in the league. Nobody else in the league from BYU. So my pick's Kyle Collinsworth because he's in the NBA. I feel you. Brandon Davies is winning the MVP and winning... Uh, Lithuanian champ, and he's in like the Euro League Final Four, and that's amazing. And Jimmer and all these guys, it's the one dude in the NBA. Yeah, what is success? Is it playing in the best league? Because the like the Euro League, like the Champions League of basketball in Europe, that's pretty awesome. Pretty the high, Brandon Davies pr- team got level. up there with okay. uh, Zalgiris there, the Zadrunas Elgauskas of Lithuania. If you're the most well-known foreigner in the most populated country in the world, and they call you Jimo Dashen, the lonely The most well-known the foreigner God. in China right now is Clay Thompson. Have you seen that guy hanging out in China right now? No. That's the most popular foreigner there. Jimmer Fredette is a national hero in China. <laughs> Endorsement deals multiple. Like, he's the dude. He's the dude. So if Kyle Collinsworth gets a significant endorsement, will he hang in that way? I, I just, yeah. yeah. I think yes. because Kyle's in the NBA... He's the guy. But he's been in the NBA for one year. Jimmer played multiple Not even years one year, NBA. 32 games. He played multiple years in the NBA and then went to China and did yeah. it. So. But he's not in the NBA right now. Yeah. Kyle is. That's my Provo High guy, dude. <laughs> we're, gonna ta- we're talking about another Provo High guy coming up, too. Shout out to Craig Drury. Uh, let's get that some Bulldog sh- defense, bro. Let's get some social media in on this Friday show. Our question of the day centering around what we just talked about. Who's the most successful BYU basketball professional player right now? This is the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU sports nation at Nick Lee 51 in on Twitter. 
Kyle Collinsworth because he is actually in the NBA. It's in the association. The only league most BYU fans and Americans care about. Stop it. Well, we stop it. We update you on all of the guys yeah, overseas. Yeah, so. we do. So open your eyes, people. Open your eyes to the international superstars. And that is the thing. With with technology, there is a, a more information out there. Like when, you know, like I, I ran into like Gary Trumbo the other day and he played overseas and it was awesome, but not a lot of fans knew what was going on. It was a different era. Now we can know that Brandon Davies had like 29 and 9 and was the MVP of the Lithuanian League. Like we would have never known that like even five years ago. But player, now we know. Player of the month. Had to take his team to dinner for that, but that Worth was it. super fun. Worth it. <laughs> Coming up, what's the chance St. Mary's schedule helps BYU hoops this year? And the aforementioned Brandon Davies is not only joining us, but doing so in Studio B. The man is in Back. the building. Maybe he's the most successful BYU basketball oh, player. Oh, he's right there, the dude. Pros, huh? He's an MVP. Got a battle with his Provo High teammate. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you can't watch or listen to BYU Sports Nation live at noon Eastern, no worries. There's a rebroadcast at 6 Eastern. And fear not, download the podcast if you miss both on iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play. And enjoy on demand whenever you want. In fact, you can listen to it at double the speed if you want. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, let's do it at half the speed. That's really funny. That creates some really, really, really awkward, funny moments. Yes, listening yes. at half the speed. This is BYU Sports Nation in real speed, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation happens on social media all day or a day. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN whenever studio bizzle or you would like to converse with us. Hey, you know you love the studio bizzle. I do love the studio bizzle. Our question of the day. Who's the most successful BYU basketball professional player right now? At Agrox Craig says... I still think Jimmer. Jimmer's brand and highlights from his senior season will forever give or make him a success. People and the media still care about him even when he's playing in China. He did have a special done on him by ESPN, right? Yeah, absolutely. Called Jimo Dashen, the Lonely Master. Mm-hmm. Hashtag BYUS and Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. Another candidate for most successful BYU Hoops professional player is in Studio B with us right now. His name is Brandon Davies. He is an MVP. He is back in Provo. Brandon, welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, let's start with the question. And you can go the humble route or you can not go the humble (laughs) route, whatever you want to do. Who's the most successful BYU Hoops professional player right now? Um, I I think I have to go with Jimmer. I mean, he's he's still doing amazing things out there, putting out amazing numbers, and has has been doing it longer than any of the other candidates. So I have to have to give him the trophy on that. You know you're going to hear it from like one of your best friends, uh, Kyle Collinsworth. I I argued Kyle because he's in the NBA. What do you think? Yeah, I mean he's. I think he's on he's on the start to you know of his career. So he's he's going to have a, a special career moving forward. So the only reason I'm going with Jimmer is because of he's already done that. He's paved the way for both of us. Which so. is what yeah. Which I was going to say argument. you're going to hear from Kyle. Just, just <laughs> Brandon Davies with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you, my friend, are an MVP, so you've got that on your resume in this argument. Um, how did you find out that you were the most valuable player of your Lithuanian basketball team? Um, I mean, I didn't really know until after after the game, you know. And it was, I had I had a really good, you know, final series. So that's an understatement. 
uh, you know, my teammates were, they were, you know, calling me that in the locker room and stuff before they even announced it. You know, they don't announce it right after the championship game. You have to wait two days till we have our presentation and everything. But, um, you know, they were all, they were all excited for me and, um, you know, they, I guess they, they felt that and felt like it was coming before it was announced. Basketball in Europe is similar to soccer in that you're not just playing your one season of uh, in your country, right? Yeah. You play like in different tournaments, you're in the EuroLeague and whatnot. What's it like to compete in multiple kind of seasons, if you will, in that? Because it's like a, it's a pretty long season, it felt like. Yeah, I mean, 10-month season is, is long for anybody. So, um, and we're, we were in two different leagues, or our domestic league and um, you know, EuroLeague is, we're completely different and, um, EuroLeague, we're traveling all over the world. You know, there's, you know, we're going to, we're going to Turkey, we're going to Spain, we're going to, you know, just all over Italy and, um, you know, there's teams everywhere. There's teams that, you know, I didn't really know about, you know, when I was, you know, when I was younger and when I was even in college. So when you look at everybody you've played against just in the EuroLeagues, Who's the best international player you have played against in your time overseas? Um, that's hard to say. There's a lot of great players I've played against and a lot of guys who have gone been in the league and who've returned to the league, you know, just from from the seasons they had overseas. So, um, I mean, that's hard to say. I think um right now um I played against um Luka Doncic and he's he was for his age and what he's able to do, um, I got to give him, you know, a lot of credit. And, um, you know, he's, I think he's going to be a great player. Okay, there's this idea from Americans that Europeans are soft. Is that true? Because I think that's too general a statement probably. Like, what's the style of play and how did you integrate into that, you know? I mean, it's funny you say that because a lot of Europeans coaches say that the Americans are soft. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of them, there's a lot that's of fair, stories. Right? Yeah, there's that's a lot fair. of stories that they say, you know, yeah. we're, you know, we feel like we're entitled and soft and, and arrogant, but, you know, there's also really good coaches, too, who, who think opposite. So. What, what did you know about basketball in Europe before you, you got there, and how has that maybe changed now that you've been there a few years? Um, you know, I, honestly, I didn't really know a whole lot. You know, it was growing up, and, you know, I think I speak for a lot of people who are, you know, here in the States. It's all you really think about basketball-wise is the NBA. Like, there's not really anything else, you know, and and that was always for me like my goal is oh get to the nba and, which you did and <laughs> there's you know it's just like if you don't get to the nba you don't really think of anything else you know but there is always something over there and obviously it's it's second to the nba but um it's the it's the best league you can play in besides the nba listen the only trust the process isn't just you know it's not exclusive to philadelphia there are other processes right which landed you in lithuania and now i'm sure as you step back you're like this is crazy. I'm here. I'm the best player in this league. Like, how did you end up in Lithuania? Who presented you with this opportunity? Yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy roller coaster. And like you said, a process, you know, my, my, um, I think I, I ended, um, with the Brooklyn Nets, went to, um, my first year in France. I played four months there and it seemed like I was there for 10 months. You know, I was, I was miserable just, you know, first time out of the country. So, it was definitely a learning experience. So uh, I went from that, then I went to play in Italy, had a had a good season there, went to Monaco, had a decent season, and um, then I, you know, hired a new agent who got me this deal in Lithuania, which was the top league you can play in. So um, everything from there just kind of, every year I got a little better, and every year it just made a push to, 
to a different league. So it was definitely a process. Kevin Pangos, uh, people remember him from Gonzaga, was on your team. What was it like to be teammates with him? Um, I mean, I remember the, the first day, you know, getting there, just letting him know, like, look, I don't really like you, but we're going to have to work together. <laughs> but, no, he's he's a great guy, all jokes aside, and it's, he was a fun uh, fun guy to play with. I, I got to give him a lot of credit for a lot of success I had. You know, he um, finding me when I was open, and he was obviously uh, knew what I was capable of, and um, same with me, him, and so it was it was pretty easy to to you know gel and work together. You had to take your team to dinner in April when you were the Euroleague Player of the Month or whatever. There's like this deal that you were telling us about last time we talked to you on the phone. Did you invite Kevin to that dinner? Um, well, we we ended up just um, ordering sushi to the arena, which ended up costing more because you have to pay for you know that, everything <laughs> that, that comes to you know the catering and stuff, but. Um, you know, it was it was fun. Everyone was there. The the coaches hogged most of the sushi, but um, it's it's always fun to to you know feed your teammates. What was the thing or things that you missed the most living overseas? And and how how did you connect? I guess with uh, your friends and family back home. Um, I mean, all you really can do is you know FaceTime and um, keep in touch that way. But it's there's a ten hour time difference as well, so that makes it difficult. But um, I think the thing we miss the most besides family is, you know, the just the food and variety. And, you know, we've been back five days now, and there's we went from having three restaurants on rotation to literally 100 different restaurants that we all Beautiful look good thing. and sound good. So, Utah County's good that yeah, way. Yeah, so we're, you know, we're taking advantage of the time off. You know, I, I won't, I won't uh, tell you too much about my diet right now, but uh, <laughs> it's been great. I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying being home. What's the food you miss the most that you didn't eat there that you're eating here? Um, I mean, you could you could find basically what you're looking for there, but I mean, just the um, my go-to restaurants that I've had here for years. It's you know, it's just to be able to eat those again. It's just like when you're eating there, you're like, oh man, I missed this. This is what it's like coming home from a mission. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact same thing. I'm like, you're going through. Like, what we, yep. Yeah, many of my first one was Taco Bell. Like it was that simple. I'm like, no. give me some yeah. tacos, man. Yeah. Yeah. When you live two years in Korea and Asia, I, I wanted Mexican food when I got. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Davies with us on BYU Sports Nation MVP for BC Zalgiris, his top level EuroLeague team in Lithuania. What do you feel like you, or where do you feel like you have improved the most in your game since you left BYU? Um, I think, I mean, a lot of the game is is mental, and there was a lot of challenges that you face overseas. And obviously, I can work on everything. I can, you know, try to get, try to shoot better, try to play better defense. But as far as growing mentally and being able to um, handle the grind of the season, having to handle how coaches there are so much different than coaches, you know, here, you oh, know, so? they're, um, you know, just as far as like their schemes and far as, um, um, their culture is different. They can talk, they talk to people differently there and you have to be man enough not to be offended by how A more they, straightforward. Yeah. How they yell at you, how they talk to you, you know? And so that was definitely a learning experience for me. My first time over, uh, my first time overseas in France, I didn't really, Jail too much, you know. Didn't really understand why they're screaming, screaming at me for one <laughs> possession, you know. But they add up, and you learn that, you know, as you get better. And um, so a lot of um, a lot of the learning was just knowing how important um, the little things are, and and focusing on that during the course of the season and throughout a game. 
Well, it's been super fun to see your success there because yeah. we first saw you. We were two wannabe broadcasters <laughs> doing Pro Bowl high games when you were a freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, little five foot nine Kyle Collinsworth and then state champ uh, Chris Collins. You've come a long ways battling Bronson Kafusi and the guys <laughs> at Tempe. Like those are f- some fun times, man. Yeah, it's been a it's been a. A long ride from iProvo, so. <laughs> iProvo, dude. Yeah. That's what's you up. remember, remember of Brandon. Course, of course yeah. I remember. I remember being a freshman and, and seeing, you know, you guys with the little camcorders filming our games <laughs> and just being like, they're filming our games. I'm going to, my game's going to be on TV. Like, it's, that and, was how I looked at it. 323 people saw it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on tape delay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Brandon, great stuff. Oh, quick hitter. Are you playing with uh, Team Fredette in the uh, the basketball tournament? I haven't fully committed yet, but you know I'm still I'm still debating. A lot of that depends on how like my body's feeling and everything. Right now I'm and feeling pretty good. If you can get good. a mil of that two mil, if you guys win it, <laughs> that's the issue. Um, not really. I think <laughs> I think we I think that we're gonna have a really good team, and I'm I'm leaning towards playing. You know, maybe I'll I'll see what um, social media has to say. Maybe I'll ask around <laughs> and see. <laughs> yes, play it up, man. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, it'll be the, the, my decision, so we'll see. <laughs> Brandon, great to talk to with yeah. you, man. Uh, we wish you the best in uh, your future basketball endeavors. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Coming up, the newest member of the BYU men's volleyball staff, Micah Naone, joins us. Plus, what's the chance Matt Bushman, freshman All-American, leads BYU football in receiving again? Does he have a sensational sophomore year? This is BYU Sports Nation. Provo High. Friday, this is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation friends, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. And here are... Oh, you want to say something? No, not anymore. What? I was want- giving you the eyebrow look, though, like I wanted to say something, but you had gone into the next sentence, so I'll just... I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go. Okay. Here are today's top BYUSN stories. <laughs> it's your BYU Sports Nation headline. You read my body language really yes. well. You just read it a step late. Sorry, you, sorry, yeah, man. It's all sorry, good. Man. Sorry, my bad. The peripheral was not on point. Like you, like this morning I played pickup, and a guy, he goes, Jerem! As I'm running up the court, Game's on the line, he by did. the way. It's like 9-9. Nine, nine. We're going to 11, twos and threes. He throws it off my back. I'm not, I'm not even looking, and he passes it to me. Another guy grabs the ball, shoots, and scores, and they win. I was like, we don't even talk because it was so bad. We don't even chat about it. It's like, why would you throw to someone that's not looking at you? I don't know. Here, you're not looking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, body, body language is the point there. Something that is memorable Yesterday, Athlon Sports ranked freshman All-American tight end Matt Bushman as the ninth best tight end going into the 2018 college football season. They had 15 listed. They said the following about Bushman. He was one of BYU's top recruits in 2014 signing class and made his debut on the gridiron last fall after a two-year mission. In his freshman campaign, Bushman led all BYU players 49 catches, 520 yards, and tied for the team lead with three touchdown grabs. Oopster Connor Harding returned from his two-year mission trip to Hotlanta yesterday. Harding was a four-star recruit by ESPN and the top player in the state of Idaho in the 2016 recruiting class. He and fellow incoming freshman Gavin Baxter were AAU teammates with returning star Loyola Child. So let's call those guys the Utah Prospects 3. Do we have to always put them in groups of three? Can we just stay away from that? Yeah. the Groups of three happened before the world was, Spencer. 
Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays currently competing at the Quicken Loans National in Washington, D.C. Blair started the tournament well, three under par yesterday. Yeah. Summerhays, a bit of a rough start, shooting five over. The two are currently on the link. Summerhays now at six over for the tournament. Blair at six under. Nice. He's tied for fourth overall. Go, Zach. And former Cougars, Paul Asike, Matt Jensen, and other Cougars with the Utah Warriors play Sean Davies and the Glendale Raptors in the semifinals of the Major League Rugby Championship Series tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Let's take this conversation worldwide for our world cup date today in russia there are no scheduled matches i know i missed that it's just weird no games teams are preparing for the always entertaining elimination games in the round of 16 huge saturday lined up the first of which begins between france and argentina 10 a.m eastern 8 mountain tomorrow should be a very entertaining game. what can messi do in the round of 16 and what about our beloved Croatia, Jerem? They they play Denmark Sunday, okay? Uh, head-to-head, two sides, balanced, two wins and a draw recently, okay? Croatia, the favorites, though. They, they played really well. They won all three games. Let's go, Croatia. Yeah. Get to the round of eight. I'm secretly hoping for a Croatia-Brazil matchup at some point in the World Cup. Just to make it awkward for yes, me? Yes, absolutely. Like, that can be awkward. We can make it awkward for, for Jerem, then it uh, has been success. Uruguay and Portugal play tomorrow as well. And then the other game Sunday is Spain Russia. How fun is this? Ronaldo and Messi both play tomorrow. Like, I'm gonna That's watch. So- I'm gonna watch soccer all day. Yeah, baby. Honeydew list and soccer. What's the chance I'm watching soccer all day tomorrow? One hundred percent. Also, let's play. What's the chance? BYU Sports Nation asks, "What's the chance?" Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. It would suit us well if we bring in the voice, Ben Bagley, for this. What do you have for us at number one, Ben? Let's start here. What's the chance that BYU football wins seven-plus games in 2018? Ooh. 28.6%. I think there's a shot. You gotta, I, I think BYU's got to get two of the gauntlet because I'm not sure BYU's going to go 6-0 and against the non-gauntlet games, the other six. So I'm going... 28.6%, basically one in three chance. Now, interesting, while we're talking about percentages, I sent out a poll yesterday okay. that asked how many wins for BYU football in 2018 would equal success. Yes. Out of 553 votes. I was one of them. 64% said either six or seven wins would equal success for BYU football. Go to a bogey. Are the expectations coming down to a reasonable area for BYU fans? I'm uncomfortable with that. Huh? What, we can't wear the blue goggles if that's the case. Come on. Now, the leading vote-getter was 37% of those 553 votes said BYU would get seven wins. Hmm. So I'm going to go with that. 37% BYU wins seven-plus games in 2018. Happy with six. Would love to see seven-plus. Number two. What's the chance Matt Bushman, the ninth-best tight end, according to Athlon in the country, leads BYU in receiving this season? Uh, what does that mean? Uh, yards, catches? Uh, either way, I'll go 31%. Jeff Grimes is going to use Matt Bushman in a blocking capacity more than Matt was used last year, it yes. would appear. Plus, capable catchers, Moroni Laulu Pututau, Dylan Colley, and Gunnar Romney enter the fold. So I go one in three chance similarly as well, 31%. Throw in Micah Simon, throw in Aleva Hifo. There are a lot of different receiving options on the field, and BYU... I think, anyway, will utilize the running back catching the ball out of the backfield in this new Jeff Grimes offense that wants the to be multiple. Back, okay? They will use the running backs as pass catchers more than BYU did in the previous two seasons in a pro style. So because of that, I don't think Matt Bushman has the offensive output that he had Bush. last year. 
he was clearly a primary target in last year's offense. I think that it's not because he's not a great player. He's just going to get lost amongst the options on the field in this new offense. It'd be nice to have lots of options. Yeah, so I'd say like 10% chance that uh, he's the leading receiver in yards or catches for BYU this year. Just so many options. Number three. Last one. What's the chance? BYU's NCAA tournament chances this season are increased because Randy Bennett wants to schedule tougher for St. Mary's. What? Well, prove it. Uh, let's look at their schedule, and then we can evaluate that. But 100%, because the more meaningful the win, the potential wins over St. Mary's are, the better. And how much better is St. Mary's going to be without Jock Landale, Calvin Hermanson, and m Now, there's a, That's the there's a threesome that we can uh, there, Yeah, they're – they're not going to be as good. About, right? <laughs> They're not going to be as good, man. BYU's finishing second in the league. Oh, 100% I agree with you. Because they haven't played anybody in the past. It's not hard to schedule harder and have more meaningful wins if you actually go out and challenge yourselves this year. St. Mary's will do that. Okay, so when BYU beats St. Mary's, wins mean more because they're actually playing people this year. Congratulations, Randy Bennett. You've done it. You actually went out and challenged yourself. So you've done it for one season? (laughs) Our question of the day. Who's the most successful BYU basketball professional player right now? Brandon Davies said it's Jimmer Fredette. He agrees with me. He should have said himself. Jerem Jordan going with Kyle Collinsworth. David Payne on Facebook says, I'd say Jimmer. Struggled in the NBA, but he's been blowing up in China. I'd love to see him back in the NBA but I'm not sure that'll happen. It's not. I also hope to see Kyle Collinsworth get more minutes and a bigger role in Dallas. Yeah, we'll see with the uh, drafting of Luka Doncic, who plays point guard. I'm, I'm not sure that's a good thing for Kyle, although I hope that Kyle can develop into a backup point guard role somehow there. Coming up, longtime Cougar gets a Lifetime Achievement Award. Ralph Sobel, he's the man, dude. And apparently that takes a long time, right? It takes a lifetime, in fact. Yes. Also, the newest BYU volleyball coach is with us, an assistant, Micah Naone, hailing from Honolulu, Hawaii. Why did he feel like he was the guy that Sean Olmstead had to have on that coaching What does he do better than Jalen Reyes? We'll tell you coming up. (laughs) What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Instagram for a behind-the-scenes look at the show that you can't get anywhere else. It's on the gram. Yeah, you'll see some weird things, particularly from Jerem. You like weird things? Follow us Follow on Follow BYU Sports Nation on Instagram. Yep, that's the way to go. Your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play continues on a Friday in the studio, Bizzle. Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan, our daily BYUSN rebroadcast airs weeknights. Right here on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern, our question of the day. Who is the most successful BYU basketball professional player right now? At Robert, how do I say his last name? I have no idea. Chachi. Okay, on Facebook, if the league you play is the number one factor, then it's Collinsworth. But for stats, awards, name recognition, and having an awesome nickname, it's Jimmer, a.k.a. the Lonely Master. Yeah. How do you good, define good success? Good argument on both sides. How do you define it? Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. More of your responses later in the show. Joining us now, 
As I mentioned before the break, hailing from the sands of Honolulu, Hawaii, is Micah Naone, new BYU men's volleyball assistant coach. Micah, welcome What's up, to Micah? Studio What's B. Up, fellas? Thanks for having me. Last year, you were a volunteer assistant on the team, and now you're the big shot assistant coach. Uh, what's big what's shot, that bro. like, dude? Two days ago, you were... Uh, it's definitely different. Um, a lot more pressure's added. Being as a volunteer, you're kind of just, you know, learning from the other coaches and trying to fill in the roles as much as you can. But now I should be in the assistance. Like, hey, it's all on your shoulders now, and you have to kind of carry the weight. <laughs> Real pressure, right? And right now, obviously, we only have one assistant. Um, we're still finding the, the next one. But, um, you know, during that, it's just now I have to do a lot of stuff. Me and Sean have to kind of do a lot of it. So it is a little bit more pressure kind of to start off. But, you know, it's what I signed up for. It's good to be the first one, too, because when the second one comes in, you're like, eh, let me show you how this goes. (laughs) I don't know about that. I I like to think so, but I I don't know about that. What's the best part about working with Sean Olmstead? His calm demeanor, actually. It actually brings more, uh, I think, confidence to the players at times. Hmm. You know, you you see coaches, you know, at various levels, like, they just kind of get all upset and they freak out. And usually I believe that, you know, if your coach is freaking out, then your players will freak out, you know? And it's nice to have him when he's all, you know, calm and collective and it's easy. The players see that and they can, I can relax and I can perform better, you know. We kept telling our producers that. We're like, just don't yell in our ear. Just That's an be, awful picture, just by the be way. Calm. You don't like that photo? Not at all. <laughs> I, was, it was that professionally be- taken? I mean, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> it's the best we got in the moment, so I was okay with it. <laughs> you got to give BYU photo on that, dude. They didn't take your picture last year with the team? They, they did. So the one actually on the, the website for yeah. the, is actually from the team picture. Yeah. Would they you just prefer that one? one? Yeah, I mean, that's the one. Okay, on the now website, the control anyways. room knows. They'll okay. quickly scramble and try and find that. When did you find out you were... You got the job, and what was your reaction? What was that moment? Um, well, I was kind of – I found out I was going to get the job uh, Monday. And, um, you know, in that moment, I was really excited, and I kind of knew that I was like, this is a dream come true for me, you know, work at a great school, coach volleyball, you know, things I love. and But at the same time, I was like, uh, there's a lot of work to do, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a for real juxtaposition for sure. Why do you think you got the job? Why do you feel like Sean picked you as the guy? Um, I think my work ethic is really good. I like to make sure I can get things done. If you know something has, has to be done in November, I want it done in July. You know, I want things done ahead of time. So you have a lot of work to do then. Yeah, there's like definitely said, a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that and then I think. I always want to learn, like, this is a new position for me and this is a brand new opportunity. But at the same time, you know, I've always kind of wanted to learn and grow with the game and kind of adapt to new techniques, new play situations or whatever the case is. And, you know, whether this is my first year or whether I'm 32 years in this down the road, I'm still going to want to learn. And I think that's a real important part of being one of the coaches. You're not a BYU guy per se. No. What's what's kind of been your track to to BYU and how you got? Uh, Jalen Reyes. Yeah, <laughs> Jalen's been my best friend from Hawaii since uh, sophomore year. He transferred to the high school that I was at, and we kind of became friends. We actually played a high performance tournament together and won gold. So, kind of that part was where I kind of became friends with him. You were an outside hitter, right? Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, and um, so that's kind of also when I really took volleyball seriously. And, um, How old were you? Uh, tenth grade, uh, sixteen. 16? Yeah, yeah. 
I actually started playing when I was 10. I was I also played like basketball and soccer. Wasn't very good at those sports. So when your last name means the sands, yeah, you gotta play volleyball, right? <laughs> yes. No, yes. Yeah. yes. But um yeah, and then after that, you know, Jalen went to Northridge and then came to BYU and then, you know, I kind of always supported, you know, I had friends that played for BYU as well and been watching the show since my freshman year of college, so that's what's up. Yeah, of You've course. been watching the show since the beginning? Yeah. Very nice. Yes, Micah. Micah Naone, who is now a new BYU men's volleyball assistant coach with us on BYU Sports Nation. More importantly, who's taking over the duties of the double clipboard that Lucas Slabe leaves behind? Probably me. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing with our secretary. I was like, I want a bigger board. I want to make a big statement. But just kidding. The board's not going to be that big. But um, definitely probably me. <laughs> What's the schedule like right now as one? Obviously, there needs to be another assistant coach. But kind yeah, of yeah. what work is there to do during the summer? So next Sunday, I'm actually leaving for JOs. Um, Junior Olympics? Junior Olympics, yeah. Um, we'll go down there, recruit, and then we come back the last two weeks of July for the BYU camps. I'm actually working some other summer camps with uh, Gold Medal Squared. And then, you know, and then after all those camps, it's, you know, fall semester. And then you're practicing. You're getting yeah. Before January, right? Right. Yeah. You're not kidding. Yeah. You're right into it. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of work. It's a lot of coaching going on, but a lot of other stuff as well. Well, listen, Micah, uh, our sincere congratulations. Thank to you so much. Very excited. Very excited. I'm excited too. Thanks for hanging out with us on Friday. Yeah, um, of course. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for the work that uh, is upcoming for you. I've heard about this. And please. <laughs> now you get it. Sign yeah. the stretch Y flag. Okay. Yeah. As the newest coach at BYU. Ooh. Wherever you want. Very exciting. So, so he's a volunteer assistant last year, and then he gets hired. So it was worth it. Yeah, that worked out well. It was worth it. It was all part of his master plan. He's like, Jalen, leave. <laughs> I'll take your job. <laughs> <laughs> and he, yeah, you didn't hear that, but Micah said that's exactly, that's exactly the conversation yeah, exactly. that we had. <laughs> okay, coming up, a Lifetime Achievement Award for a long time, BYU Cougar. And more Voice of the Nation. Which former BYU basketball player is the most successful in the pros? This is a Friday edition of BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guest, Brandon Davies, MVP for BC Zalgiris of his Lithuanian basketball team and the new BYU volleyball assistant coach, Micah Naone. Dennis Pitta, sorry brother, out of time. If you missed any part of today's show, you can always download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Athlon Sports ranks freshman All-American Matt Bushman as the ninth best tight end in the nation. Bushman led the Cougars with 49 catches, 520 yards, and three touchdowns. Men's basketball. Newcomer Connor Harding returned from a two-year mission trip to the ATL Atlanta yesterday. Harding rated as a four-star recruit by ESPN and the top player in the state of Idaho in 2016 recruiting class. He and fellow incoming freshman Gavin Baxter... AAU teammates, along with returning starter Yoli Childs. Utah prospects. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays are currently competing at the Quicken Loans National in our nation's capital. Summerhays is six over, while Blair, who birdied his last hole, is seven under and now tied for third. Back to you, Spence. Rugby. Yes, Zach. Former Cougars Paul Osike, Matt Jensen, and several Cougars with the Utah Warriors play Sean Davies and the Glendale Raptors in the semifinals of the Major League Rugby Championship Series tomorrow, 9.30 Eastern on CBS Sports Network. 
Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker threw six innings with the season-high nine strikeouts and a no decision in the Tennessee Schmokies. 7-5 win over the Chattanooga Lockouts. Rucker is 5-1, 3.11 ERA, 56 strikeouts over his last 10 appearances. Adam Law went 2-4 for four in a triple-A Tacoma Rainers 5-2 loss to the Las Vegas 51s. His second game since being called back up to the triple-A level. And Brendan Lawn won for five in the Mobile Bay Bears 9-4 win over the Biloxi Shuckers in double-A. While he only had one hit, it was a two-run triple in the eighth. Lund, uh has recorded an RBI in three of his last four. Multiple RBIs in two of those four. Daniel Slim Schneeman hit his first professional home run last night with the Cleveland Arizona Rookie League in his first six games. Schneeman hitting an even 200. Athletics News. And longtime BYU Sports Information Director Ralph Zobel was honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award by the College Sports Information Directors Association, or COSIDA. Zobel retires this week after 41 years at BYU. Congratulations to Ralph. Today's Rise and Shout. Brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Can we give it to two different people? Yeah. One, I would like to give rules. it to Ralph Zobel. 41 Absolutely. years is unbelievable. And Brandon Davies, who we, and we didn't get into this, had a 28-hour trip with an almost two-year-old and his wife home from Lithuania to get to Utah. That is crazy. He made it. He was great today. That, yeah, and it was just to go to J-Dogs, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> it's worth that, it, That's man. a long trip. For it's, that, it's, worth it's worth it. Our question of the day, maybe you'll answer Brandon Davies. Who is the most successful BYU Hoops professional player right now? At BYU underscore Bob on Twitter says, Danny Ainge. Does a general manager count right now? <laughs> hey, Danny's doing work with the Celtics, man. Bob not says player, but yeah. he highway robbed the Nets and has the Celtics in a position to be the best in the East for a while. If LeBron leaves, they are. They yeah. might be already. Does a GM count as a professional player right now? He's a player on the trading block. Ethan.Funky on Instagram. Jim or Fredette, no question. Thank you, Ethan. He has accomplished more than Kyle Collinsworth, Brandon Davies, and Eric Mika, all while playing in the Chinese Basketball Association. Well, not just in the... Okay, yeah, sure. The elite voice of the day. From at Michael Miner underscore senior on Twitter. Another vote for Danny Ainge. He may no longer be on the court, but he controls the game for an entire NBA organization. That makes him a big-time player in my book. There you go. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show's on demand at BYUSN.com. Find our audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout-out to Alan Boardman. We're 64 days away from BYU football. We'll see you on Monday.